Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtracks survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Rock with me, say hello. Hello. Welcome to episode 138 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Recorded on President's Day, February 18th, 2019. So... We're sorry, folks. We've been busy. We're going to keep this pretty straightforward in terms of an episode. We meant to get another episode out uh, sooner, but we've had things to do. Yes. So we've got some special announcements for Christina's stuff also as part of this episode. But not to worry, folks. Um, in the interim between episodes, we have been releasing videos on the YouTube channel. So if you haven't done so, check them out. You can go to videos. That's V-I-D-E-O-S dot We'll take you to the YouTube channel. You can also check out the videos at frugalsnobs.com. Uh, while you're on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. It helps. So uh, just really quickly, the videos we've put out in the interim between episodes, uh, since our last episode, uh, we put out the review of a more coffee and a buyer beware alert with that. Uh, we have put out the Dale's Pale Ale, the Buffalo Wing Factory uh, Rain or Shine I Session IPA. So those are two beer reviews that have also gone out. We've also recently released a review of the 1982 uh, George Washington Commemorative Half Dollar, which actually kind of le- lends itself to our work today, talking about facts about Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. So more to come on that. And we will also be putting out uh, the Ale Works Secret Admirer Double IPA, uh, review very soon as well. So for the four reviews I previously mentioned, um, those uh, videos are available on the YouTube channel. The audio for each of these reviews is available at the end of this episode, so stick around for that. Uh, for the Aleworks uh, Secret Admirer, we'll be adding that to YouTube very soon. So, Christina, how you doing? Doing well. Ugh. So let's go ahead and talk about a couple of savings items before we get into the actual facts. So, We've saved quite a bit of the last few weeks. Yes, we have. Um, last weekend, Christina spent uh, com- a combined total of uh, $31 of our hard-earned money, uh, but actually saved $41. So netting a savings of 41 bucks. So basically, you purchased $72 worth of items, but only paid 31 bucks. Yes. Not bad. A lot of freebies, a lot of coupes or coupons, um, and coupons at a really good time. Um, in our case, really quick, funny story. We always plan when we go to the grocery store, do we not? Yes. And we made a list of items and when you were going to be going to the grocery store. So just due to circumstances, we had to delay our trip out for groceries by a day. And in the interim, that evening of the day we were intending to go out to go grocery shopping, you received in the mail coupons. Yes. So we were able to cash in some of those coupons at the grocery store last weekend. You know, there you go. You know? Yes. Through circumstances. We ended up saving $41. The real funny part is we made a list. I stuck to the list, but then I had to add to the list because of the coupons and saving us too much money. That's right. You saved too much money and then had to spend a little bit more to get to like minimums for other other uh, savings. Just yes. Like effect. It's almost like you're getting paid for things. And then this uh, past weekend, and when I say this past weekend, I mean literally the past few days, 
um, we were able to pick up uh, free yogurts, free candy bars, uh, free waffles. And the funny thing is on the free waffles, folks, you actually had an additional coupon for 50 cents off that same package of waffles. So you were, in essence, paid for a free item. <laughs> well, the coupon came from the fact that they were on sale. Oh, I apologize. Then Yeah, so you got a free box of waffles, including this, the, the other savings coupon incentive. You still, in the end, were paid 50 cents. To get name brand waffles. Yes, to be paid to get a name brand item is awesome. So you were essentially paid for your free item. Yes. That's awesome. So... A lot of free things, a lot of savings, but we did want to share one savings uh, opportunity for everybody. So whether you're in the U.S. audience or in the international audience, welcome. Um, I believe uh, Domino's Pizza is available worldwide. So at least here in the United States, um, the Points for Pies program has started, folks. If you are not a Domino's Rewards member, which Christina and I are, thank goodness, please become one because... Uh, the program started a few weeks ago, the Points for Pies program. Uh, but not to worry, folks. You actually have time to take advantage of it still. Uh, if you download the Domino's app as a rewards member and use the Points for, Pri uh, for Pies program, basically it's an option in the app. Christina will walk you through how to access it here in a second. Uh, basically, essentially, um, on a rolling weekly basis, so Saturday to Saturday until April 28th, you have the opportunity to... Uh, earn 10 points per week toward free pizza with Domino's. 60 points will get you a free pizza. And to earn these 10 points, you simply need to take a picture of pizza. So, and basically submit it through the points for pies option in the app. So, Christina, when you log into the Domino's app, you click on the three bars, like the menu bar. Yes. And then you select the points for pies option. Is that correct? Yes, it's about halfway down the um, app as you scroll down. Mm -hmm. And then it automatically pulls up your camera. Mm-hmm. And you just aim your phone at the pizza. And it could be any pizza. It could be a frozen pizza. It could be a competitor pizza. It could be a Domino's pizza. It could be a slice of pizza. So in It our... could be a homemade pizza. Yes, that's true. So anything that looks like pizza, basically. Yeah. Um, Unless so... it's burnt. <laughs> <laughs> so in our case, that would be called toast. <laughs> but um, in our case, uh, actually, recently we went out and did a mystery shop locally yes. here in the area. And Christina ordered a pizza during that mystery shop, and used that image of that pizza yes. toward her points for pies, yes. uh, 10 points. So not only were you earning points toward a free Domino's pizza, but you were being paid to order that pizza as part of the mystery shop. Exactly. So if you strategically stage your points, folks, you can earn you know, at least two free pizzas Yeah. from Domino's. The only downside is you can only submit one photo per week. Right, so you have to space your consumption of pizza out. So exactly. The the way that we've calculated all this for everybody is if you eat pizza one time per week in which it's the point in time when you take the image. So, in other words, don't waste more than one opportunity to eat pizza. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you eat pizza three times a week, which some people do, don't do that. Stop doing that. Only eat pizza once a week because if you do that, it's the most savings to you from purchasing or making the pizza and it nets you the most benefits since you can only submit one image a week. Exactly. And that way you don't get sick of pizza. That's right. And then you order, you know, your free pizzas when they come in. Exactly. So we'll be using our pizzas during con season for Christina, which we'll get to also toward the end of the episode. So we talked about our savings, talked about the YouTube videos, talked about points for pies. Wanted to get that in. Um, do you want to go ahead and jump into uh, the topic? Sure. Which president would you like to start out with? So since it's President's Day 2019, Christina and I decided on... We were actually looking at when we were recording um, previous iterations of this episode. We were going to talk about the State of the Union and 
all the other haberdashery and weirdness going on in politics in terms of what's going on here in Washington. But I became too fired up and revved <laughs> up about it. So to calm my nerves, we decided to instead tone down the, uh, the rhetoric, so to speak, on this episode and really educate folks with interesting facts that you may not have known about George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Right? So President's Day is basically uh, designed on the federal calendar in the United States to commemorate birthdays for both George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. So let's go ahead and start with George Washington. And one of the facts about George Washington that will be interesting uh, really kind of aligns itself with the video uh, on YouTube for the commemorative half dollar for George Washington's birth year. So we'll talk about that here in just a second. So let's start with George Washington. What uh, what interesting facts do we have? Well, the first one that I have relates to the coin that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. He was actually born February of 1731 and not February of 1732. Right. So if you go out there, folks, and even if you look at Wikipedia, uh, the listed birth date for George Washington, the first president, was February 22nd. 1732. Therefore, the 1982 George Washington commemorative half dollar, which commemorates the 250th anniversary of his birth, is incorrect. Yeah. Because he was actually born in February of 1731. So, enjoy the video, folks. However, (laughs) ironically, uh, it looks like that coin is incorrect. Yes. (laughs) So... Ooh, interesting. All right. Pretty coin, but... Pretty coin, and do check out the video. But, yeah, it's wrong. So, all right, next fact. He had a lot of teeth problems. <laughs> Apparently, yes, and that would... Ex- and how many teeth did he have uh, at his inauguration? He only had one tooth left. That would explain why he's never showing teeth when he smiles. Exactly. And actually, if you look at any U.S. currency, none of the presidents show teeth. They show a slight grimace, you know, kind of a, a smirk, or they show no smile whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a driver's license photo. Exactly. You know I mean, you're not supposed to smile at all. It In should... fact, you shouldn't because it changes the contours of the face. It's just stand there, snap. And I was very surprised. I mean, not to get off a topic here, but when I had my uh, most recent government uh, smart card issued, uh, I have a, an image on my on my uh, government smart card that has me somewhat smiling and I was surprised that they allowed me to somewhat smile because it does change the contours of the face for biometric purposes. Ugh, anyway, I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then we talk about work. All right, so um, next fact. He is the only serving president to serve in a war while president. That's awesome. I'm going to go govern and now I shall go kill redcoats. That's awesome. Sorry, <laughs> mm. mm. folks, I had to have a sip of coffee. All right, next fact. He was also the <coughs> sickest president that we've ever had. He had everything. TB, smallpox, hysteria, tonsillitis, pneumonia. Dysentery. Yes. I had to say dysentery. <laughs> I just had to say it, dysentery. Yeah, he was ill. Yes. He was a sick dude. And also, you know, before he fought against the British, he fought for those guys. Yeah. Made sense. He was a colonist, right? I mean, he didn't really want to be president, from my understanding. All he wanted was to move up in the gentry. Yes. Basically, in Virginia. In Virginia. <laughs> I'm not going to get into my Rush Limbaugh, Ralph Northam impression. <laughs> That's awesome. Ralph Northam, governor of Virginia. Anyway, folks, check out Rush Limbaugh. He's awesome. And um, two other facts. Just... Right, what are the two facts? He owned a whiskey distillery. I think a lot of people did back then. I really do. Like, I think everybody had a still. At least a minimum, a still, and everybody kind of made their own stuff. 
Huh. I probably, I probably make whiskey out of like rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb whiskey. Uh, and your last fact? He had no middle name. <laughs> interesting. You know, I, I know several people that don't have, have middle names. And, you know, it's interesting that a lot of and I don't want to give away you know, anything that's a national security issue or anything like that, but a lot of times when it comes down to government identification of an individual with no middle name, you know, they, they put down for you, right? And ah, for literally no, no middle name. <laughs> literally, it is. It, it truly is. So, no middle name. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. I know several people that don't have middle names. Actually, I, I know too. I know at least two people. Yeah. That don't have middle names. Um, I think you know one of them, Mr. Webb. Ah, yes. Yes, I'll, I'll say it as Mr. Webb on this podcast. <laughs> so, Mr. Webb does not have a middle name. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, and he also never chopped down a cherry tree. That's, so that yeah. in and of itself is a lie. Yes. Now he, he you know, for somebody who couldn't tell a lie. <laughs> a lot of weird things going on about him. Exactly. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. And did you know you can also turn him into a mushroom if you fold a dollar bill, right? No. Yeah. If you take a dollar bill, and by the way, folks, I'm holding up my hands in front of Christina like in a little rectangle. So if you take a dollar bill and you fold it downward a little bit at a crease and then fold it back up, you'll actually see the top of his head and the bottom of his tunic from his neck. And it actually makes a mushroom shape. That is funny. I need I'll, to grab one of the... Yes, I'll have to show you. We have the ones like. around. Yes, I'll have to show you what that looks like. But yes, you can make a mushroom out of George Washington on a dollar bill. Ugh, okay. And something else that's interesting, and people can check out our currency videos on YouTube. Again, I'm pumping the YouTube channel. I'm doing my job. Um, if you check out the YouTube videos, folks, um, if you look at the 1917 dollar, a large size horse blanket note video... And you also check out the um, Star Note video for the $1 2013 series. You will actually see a very different portrait of George Washington. So you will see him age differently on U.S. currency. Just thought I'd bring that up. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So move on to Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yes. All right. So what are our facts about Honest Abe? See, you go from one guy who's totally, his entire life is in deception to an honest man. Abraham Lincoln. Good. He's the only president to have a patent. That's right. He designed some sort of apparatus to uh, help, what, riverboats that have come ashore or something like that? Yeah, help them get unstuck. Gotcha. That's awesome. I guess he was busy in the Illinois Territory. Um, Okay, what else? He was a wrestler. You cannot do a a top rope elbow. You cannot drop an elbow from the top rope like the Macho Man Randy Savage with that hat on. Not possible. (laughs) I would like to see an elbow from the top rope, Abe. <laughs> don't worry about those hecklers. Don't worry about them. They're just jealous because you have the cool hat. <laughs> really? He was a wrestler? Yes. And then speaking of the hat, he actually kept all his important documents inside of his hat. I always wonder if he would like, take the hat off and like a bunny would pop out of it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, four score and seven minutes ago. <laughs> this rabbit just popped out of my hat. Yes. Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so kept all of his important documents in his hat? Yes. What if he had to fold them? Roll them. <laughs> True. Made like a little chimney. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Abe Lincoln. I just loved Abe Lincoln. I just, I just like his... You know, he reminds me of like an old grandfather. Yeah. If you really... Again, and I'm not trying to make fun, but if you really look at... In fact, you can go to the YouTube channel, folks, and if you look at the 1914 $5 note... See? See, I'm doing my job. <laughs> There's a really good picture of a, a good portrait of Lincoln on that note. That's why I'm mentioning it. 
um, much more vivid in color, right, than our current $5 banknote. But he just looks like this old grandfather. You know what I mean? Like you just want to sit on his, you, know, you just want to sit on his knee when you're like a little kid and tell him all the things that you did that day when you're like a five year old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bet it was a cool. I bet he was a, a cool grandfather to have. And another um, interesting fact is he's the only president to have a beard. Hmm. Really? Yes. Huh. Interesting. Okay. What else you got from Mr. Lincoln? He was the first president to use the telegraph. Really? Yes, and he used it as like we use email today, apparently, from what people are saying. He constantly used that to communicate with the various branches of the military. I think I knew that because I think he was sending wires out to the field commanders in the Civil War with that. Yes. Using the telegraph. And he was getting angry because no one was wiring him back fast enough. It's like, yeah, busy getting shot at. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let you know how the battle progresses. Chill out. Um... <laughs> Your, yours truly, U.S. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of U.S. Grant, Ulysses S. Grant was supposed to be Abraham Lincoln's guest at Ford's Theater the night he was shot. But then he unexpectedly backed out at the last moment. That sounds like a conspiracy to me. And didn't you say that Abraham Lincoln was photographed with John Wilkes Booth at his second inauguration? Yes, those were the other two facts that I had. <sighs> did I steal your thunder? I did, didn't I? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. That, interesting. Just seems odd. All the coincidences, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I I cannot remember, and I may have the story incorrect, but I think at one point I, you know, I had my love affair with unsolved mysteries back in the day. Yes, I miss Robert Stack as the, the, that show's host. He was so creepy but cool. But I believe there was an unsolved mysteries segment at one point, which discussed I think a relative of Abraham Lincoln meeting the son of John Wilkes Booth at a train platform in, in, uh, in Chicago. And they, by chance, crossed paths with one another, not knowing who the other was at that time. Just odd. And Lincoln does not have any direct descendants. Right. And that's why I'm saying a relative. I, I can't say it was his son or grandson or something like that. Um, that, that just seems very sad to me. Just, just seems like the... Huh. That the... Um, the 16th president of the United States, which, by the way, Abraham Lincoln was considered to be the first Republican, like, true Republican president of the current conservative party we have today. So, yes, he's the patriarch of the Republican Party. <clears throat> anyway, but it just seems like somebody like like that deserved better than the ending he got. Yes. Does that make sense? So, he wanted to give women the right to vote, I believe. Yes. Right? In the 18... Like, as, as far back as the 1830s, I believe. I think it was 1836. I think so as well. Um, which would have made him a very young man. He was born in 1809. So, he would have been, in, what, 37 years old? Um, so, no. 27 years old. Yes. He'd have been 27, 28 years old. Something like that. That might have been whenever he was in the House of Representatives. Maybe. Because he was born in 1809. So, yeah. He would have been, he would have been 27 years old, depending. So... Young gentleman, practiced law without a degree, self-taught. So, ugh, wow, Abraham Lincoln. I, you know, we spent more time talking about Abraham Lincoln than we did about George Washington. I thought it was about the same. I don't think it was. I, 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 I think, and I hate to say this, based on what I know about George Washington, I have more respect, I think, for Abraham Lincoln. I do too. I, I think that the, the country that he inherited at the time was a far more complex, young nation than 
wasn't the case where you have George Washington who's still trying to rally colonists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of more of the Wild West, so to speak, back in Washington's day where Lincoln is inheriting an, you know, a, a nation that's very complex. Yes. By All comparison. Because and... think about it. You did, I mean, you have to deal with things like with women's suffrage, with slavery, with trying to hold the country together. And then you have the issue of states' rights versus federal rights and the Constitution overriding states' rights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, abolitionism is much more fervent in Abraham Lincoln's day, etc. So, just a much more complex situation. So, and from what I've heard, just to wrap on the on the uh, facts here, what I heard is way back in the in late Abe Lincoln's day, you as a private citizen could walk right up to the White House and say, "I want to speak to the president." That's what I've heard. I know. I've heard that private citizens would just, you know. Walk right up to the White House. And Can't just, do that now. Well, of course not, unless you want to get maced, tackled, handcuffed, and led away. But you have a good story. Exactly. Um, I'll have to just put a drone on the White House lawn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. This is mine. It's like a Frisbee, right? <laughs> it's like all you guys... But seriously, do we not treat, like, you know, fallen drones or land landed drones like a Frisbee? Yeah. We do. It's like, oh, sorry, it's my drone. <laughs> and, and, so, if, and if we don't want a drone, give me a baseball bat. That's right. Swing for the fences. Exactly. That's right. Vanguard one. Yes. Yes. Matt Haughty reference. Anyway, so um, we thought our President's Day, we would give folks uh, some entertaining and interesting facts about George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. And things are not the way they used to be. That's all I can say. So, okay. So that was the President's for President's Day. So let's go ahead and wrap up on this episode. We're going to keep it relatively straightforward, but we are going to talk about before we get out of here. Christina, your stuff. Yes. We have a couple of announcements. Yes, we do. Your third book is out. Yes. But it's only available on Amazon right now. Yes. And as an ebook for Kindle. Yes. Yes. So other platforms are coming, but you were able to get the book out before March. Yes. So you'll be having uh, uh, some ordering soon for yes. copies so you can start getting those out to the con circuit. Yes. So speaking of the con circuit, you have some events coming up. Yes. So next weekend, so actually in a few days. Yes. You have the Frederick Maryland Con. On yes, the 20, I do. On the 24th of February at the FSK Convention Center. Yes. So I'm assuming it's the Francis Scott Key Convention Center at yes. the Clarion Inn uh, in Frederick, Maryland uh, from 10 to 4 Eastern. Yes. Yes. Excellent. From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And by the way, all of this information, folks, is on Christina's uh, site for her book series, ImperialLegends.com. Uh, so you have that in February. What do you have in March? In March, uh, I have a slight hiatus till March 23rd and 24th. No, 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 no. You have a slight hiatus. <laughs> Go ahead. And then March 23rd, 24th, I will be at Four State Comic Con in Hagerstown, Maryland at Hagers Hall. Mm-hmm. The following weekend, I will be at Comic Logic in Ashburn, Virginia. Mm-hmm. After that, Steel City in Monroe, April 12th to the 14th. You know how I know that also? Because good old J.R. Jim Ross is going to be there. Yes. <laughs> I actually might want to get some of his sauce if I can finagle that. Somehow. I'd like to try his barbecue sauce and get a copy of his book, Slobberknocker. How cool is that? Um, okay, so you're going to be in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Yes. And it'll be much nicer weather than it was in December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So after Steel City Con, what's your next event? April 20th, I'll be at the Fair Lakes Barnes & Noble. So the weekend after Steel City? Yes. <sighs> Okay. Then no. the following weekend, I will be at Awesome Con oh, in, in Washington, what? D.C. at the Walter Reed Convention Center the 26th, 27th, and 28th of April. No rest for the weary, huh? No. 
All right, so what's going on in May? In May, on the 4th, I have the Hayfield Comic Con at Hayfield Secondary School. But folks in Northern Virginia should check that out because all proceeds benefit school. Yes, that's and that's, cool. that's what really drew me into that Comic Con. You should also see if you can get a copy of your books put in their library. I was going to. Be a good idea. All right, so what else you got in May? Anything? The only other event thus far in May is May 11th. Mm -hmm. I will be at McKay's Bookstore in Manassas, Virginia. And all times and uh, finite dates, by the way, folks, again, are at PairLegends.com. So, yes. And what about in June? June, I have Sci-Fi Valley Con. And that's in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Yes. And that is the 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Blair County Convention Center. Ugh. Okay, what else you got in June? Anything? or Nothing else yet. What about July? Tentatively scheduled the Frederick, Maryland Con once more. In July? Yes. What's in August? Fairfax Comic Con. <sighs> okay. You have a lot of stuff going Nothing on. Nothing in September at this point. What do you got in October? The Baltimore Comic Con. Oh, jeez. That's the 18th, 19th, and 20th. You are going to be busy selling books. Yes. And also art. And also, you got other things coming. You got albums coming out. Audiobooks in the process. <sighs> yes. As read by you. Yes. By the way. And you've also introduced the doll. Yes, she will be at the Frederick, Maryland Comic Con next weekend. So, uh, folks, I'm just going to explain... <laughs> This doll, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, it's not really a doll or an action figure. It's a character representation of Karya. The main character. Your main character in your series. Yes. And, Christina, you put the finishing touches on Karya. Yes. But what does Karya do to me? She taps you on the shoulder. With her little itty bitty doll hand. And flirts with you. She flirts with me. That's right. And Christina thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> so... Uh, she's, she's your assistant. Yes. That's what we're going to be calling her, your assistant. Yes. So you have also some updates coming for your uh, presentation at your cons. Yes. You know, some new things, uh, new displays, that sort of thing. So Yes. We're going to have hologram artwork. She looked really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So you're going to be out and about uh, promoting your books, promoting all of your other uh, outlets and creative mechanisms, and uh, sign some books and uh, networking. Yes. All right, so so come out and check out Christina and uh, support her. It helps us out as the Drill Snobs, helps her out, certainly. She's living the dream, folks, so... Busting my butt. That's right. Come out and check everything out. Again, all the information is imperiallegends.com. You can also follow this journey with Christina on Facebook at facebook.com slash imperiallegendsseries. And if you'd like to join the mailing list, uh, send an email to info, that's I-N-F-O, at imperiallegends.com. Christina will get back to you and get you set up. And by the way, folks... Christina, you have made a vow that you will not be spamming anybody no, 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 from the no. mailing list, but you will be sending out most likely a quarterly update. Yes. That's fair. Where they can find you, what the latest updates are, etc. All right, folks, we can wrap this up? Yes. All right, cool. So I hope you enjoy the episode of the Thrill Sounds Podcast for President's Day 2019. Stick around for the audio from the YouTube videos and take care of yourself until the next time we speak again. Be well, never pay retail. As I said, take care of yourself and each other. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What is up, YouTube? I brought Kristen with me. Say hello. Hello! So everybody, we brought another corn review for everybody. People dig these on our channel, and thank you very much. Give us a subscribe. It helps us out. Uh, we brought for everybody, in honor of President's Day, a commemorative half dollar. Yes. And this is the 250th anniversary commemorative half dollar of the birth of George Washington. Okay. So what you see, folks, is in this case the 1982 S commemorative half dollar. Now, these half dollars uh, were special. They were commemoratives. 
uh, only minted from San Francisco and Denver. Is that correct? Yes, there's no Philadelphia mintage of this coin. Right. So, Christina, you actually have this coin. Now, of course, you have a PCGS-graded MS-64. Yes, from Denver. Yes, for this coin. Now, what everyone sees, at least in the video, is uh, the San Francisco coin, and it has the cameo effect to it. Yes. Uh, with the frosted imagery, the mirrored effect. Very pretty coin. And that's because it is a proof coin. Yes. So... Um, I actually was able to pick up uh, both the S and D uh, mintages of this coin uh, recently, so I'm very happy to get uh, these coins added to the collection as well. I was really jealous of Christina's coin for, for a, a long while. time. Yes, because it's my birth year coin. So, um, but you actually did very well in uh, your purchase price for the coin graded. Um, I also did well uh, picking up both the S and the D mintages of this coin. So let's go ahead and go through a little bit of the stats on this coin very quickly. But what everyone sees is the front side of the coin where you see a side profile of George Washington on horseback. Yes. So very pretty. Uh, so, Christina, you have some stats for this particular coin? I do. First off, with just looking at the coin so people can understand what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. As far as a proof coin, you get the frosted effect where you have the regular silver as the background. And then you see George Washington and his horse frosted which makes the cameo appearance for the proof coin right and the proof coins tend to also have that mirrored effect yes that's the frost right and we've talked about cameo coins before we have found uh through luck <laughs> in a half dollar hunt so to speak we have found several cameo coins ourselves so uh definitely an interesting very unique effect to yes. this particular proof coin so uh, to my knowledge these coins were minted to assist in raising money for the mint um, unfortunately, they didn't really sell that many of these coins. Um, you can find them relatively commonly, I guess, uh, in the, I wouldn't say in the wild, but they're, they're uh, very freely available. Yes. Uh, from a number of different outlets, uh, but I got a very good deal on these coins. Uh, it's a really cool coin. It's kind of a shame that they didn't sell more of these. They're very, uh, nice coins as a commemorative. So, uh, folks, we've also discussed, uh, our Colombian or Columbus uh, coins, the half dollars from 1892, I believe. Yes. Uh, so those are other commemoratives that we do have. So, Christine, do you have any more stats for this particular coin in terms of the composition of the coin? Yes, it's actually the first coin to be minted since 1964 to be 0.9 per, uh, Troy silver. Ah, so 90% silver, basically. Yes. Okay. So the composition is 0.9 or 90% silver, 10% or 0.1 copper. Yes. I believe. And Christina is correct that these are the first coins to be uh, minted, at least from the half dollar perspective, uh, that are 90% silver since the 1964 Kennedy half dollar. Now, just as a very quick note also, uh, if you have any other Kennedy half dollars out there that are not 1964 Kennedy halves but are uh, 1965 to 1969, uh, those particular half dollars are actually 40% silver, so there is still some value there. But very nice coin. Uh, really is a shame that um, people didn't, I guess, take to these or gravitate to these coins uh, as much as what uh, people would have anticipated. So, But it's a very, very nice coin. Anything else you want to say about the front side of this coin? No, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, it's George Washington riding his horse. Yes, so let's go ahead and take a flip to the back side of the coin. On the back, you still have that cameo appearance. Yes. And you have Mount Vernon. Yes, his home. Yes. So, again, you have the, the cameo appearance. And, uh, by the way, folks, what you're seeing in the video is an encapsulated coin. Yes. So, uh, definitely it's a protected coin. Uh, it is a vacuum seal. Uh, definitely looking forward to uh, getting this particular coin logged. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, this coin or the other videos for the banknotes or coins, uh, please do post them in the comments below. Um, it definitely helps us out. Um, to It actually makes us feel better also. 
to uh, engage more with oh, yeah. uh, the coin community. We want to so. hear from you. Yes. So, in fact, uh, we recently answered questions about Star Notes as yes. well for some folks. So, um, by all means, um, definitely reach out. Um, if you'd like what you see, what you hear, please do check out the Frugal Snobs podcast. Everything you're going to need to know is at frugalsnobs.com. While you're here, as I said before, make sure you subscribe. It does help. And, again, more videos coming soon, more banknotes, more beer reviews, more corn reviews. We've got a lot of things going on for the Frugal Snobs. So more to come, folks. Till we speak again, be well, never pay a retail, take care of yourself and each other. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What's up YouTube? I brought everybody another quick drink review, of course, with Christina's help. Say hello. Hello. We're into February 2019, folks, and decided to, on Groundhog Day, enjoy a Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah. From Oscar Blues Grill and Brew from Colorado. Interesting brew, folks. You can find this probably at your local Total One and more. Uh, comes in a can, apparently, but I had it uh, served to me in a nonic pint. Uh, an interesting new glass piece uh, in terms of glassware for beer. Really enjoyed this. As you can see, nice dark color, nice and cloudy, nice head on this. Um, definitely has hints of bitter to it. I don't have IBUs for it, folks. I apologize. I didn't see anything on Beer Advocate uh, in terms of the IBUs, but it did score 3.88 out of 5. That's not bad, Christine, is it? No. I was surprised at this. 6.5% ABV, so definitely enjoy responsibly. I would enjoy very cold, probably as a standalone. Don't ruin or uh, spoil the palate, folks. Nice mid-bitter taste. I was expecting more of a, I guess, um, a Sierra Nevada-style uh, taste and appearance to this brew, since it is a pale ale and not an IPA, but I was surprised. It seemed like it had more of an IPA body to it. Pretty good beer, folks. I would definitely enjoy, again, as a standalone, and do not enjoy from a can. Pour it into a cold glass. Particularly, probably a pint glass, nonic pint, something that lets the beer breathe a bit. So, of course, as always, folks, I have to, of course, rate this as well. I would give this a 4.25 to 4.5 out of 5. Wow. On the snob scale. It was very drinkable. Really enjoyed it. So, of course, as always, folks, check out the other videos here on the YouTube channel. It does help us out. Give us a subscribe. As always, if you enjoy what you hear, what you see, uh, you can check out the Frugal Snobs podcast. Everything you need to know will be at frugalsnobs.com. Enjoy responsibly, folks. As always, be well. Never pay retail. Take care of yourself and each other. Hey, everybody. Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What's up, YouTube? I brought Christina with me. Say hello. Hello. And I decided to bring another quick drink review to everybody. We are now into February 2019, and Christina and I decided to uh, go out to our local Buffalo Wing Factory uh, for Groundhog Day. <laughs> so let me explain, folks. Buffalo Wing Factory is a small chain, um, a few locations. It's a Buffalo Wing restaurant here in the Northern Virginia area. Uh, so if you're out and about in Northern Virginia, check out the Buffalo Wing Factory. They're not a sponsor of the Frugal Snobs podcast or a YouTube sponsor. Just wanted to point that out. For the fact that what you are seeing and what I'd like to review is a, I guess, a private brew from Buffalo Wing Factory. You cannot get it commercially, and it is their Rain or Shine Session IPA. Now, I've talked about this before, folks. Uh, a Session IPA is basically an IPA that uh, carries an ABV below 5%. In this case, 4.5% ABV, uh, enjoyed out of a nonic pint, enjoyed very cold, and the immediate effect I got from this brew was lots of grapefruit. A lot of hints of grapefruit in this brew. Uh, so if you like grapefruit, 
or citrus-oriented IPAs, it's or shandies, for for example, not bad. Um, but if you are more of a standard IPA type or someone who enjoys the Imperial IPA or a darker IPA, may not be something for you. And there's plenty of other offerings out there, and I've reviewed quite a few IPAs. Check out the channel. Um, but uh, beyond the grapefruit, I would say at 4.5% ABV, very drinkable. I would enjoy as a standalone or with some standard pub grub. Christina, I think you had a pizza. Yes. <laughs> at the Buffalo Wing Factory. So... Um, Check out this brew if you get a chance from the Buffalo Wing Factory, folks. If not, and you don't have a Buffalo Wing Factory in your area, check out any Session IPA. Um, I think it'll be something as a nice introduction to the IPA uh, strata of brews out there. I would probably give this a 3.5 star snob rating on the 5 point or 5 star scale. Um, and as always, folks, be well, never pay retail, take care of yourself and each other, and enjoy responsibly. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What is up, YouTube? I brought Christina with me. Say hello. Hello. And I brought everybody a quick drink review again, but this time not for an alcoholic beverage or an adult beverage. I brought everybody a coffee review. Uh, this is for Amora Coffee. So let me explain the coffee, give my review of it in terms of the quality, the taste, etc. And then I want to tell a little story. <laughs> so, yes. Um, Christina and I, this past year in 2018, received a very nice uh, delivery of Omaha Steak products from my parents in Florida. Awesome. So as part of that delivery, we received a number of offers, right? So you get these little inserts from time to time. You also get them as typically junk mail ads here in the United States. Um, but one of the offers that struck our attention was from Amora Coffee, for a risk-free offer for a half-pound or eight-ounce bag uh, of coffee from several different blends of our choosing for a dollar, okay? So Christina and I thought, okay, we'll check it out. So we did, and the eight-ounce bag of coffee arrived mid-December. I believe it's December 17th, Yeah, I believe. Um, so let me give the review of the coffee, and then I want to basically tell everybody you know, kind of what the fallout from the, the experience was. So the coffee itself, I picked the Intense Blend, Intenso uh, Blend. A um, couple things interesting about this. Uh, when the bag of coffee arrived, it looked like the Intense Blend or Intenso branding was basically just put onto a generic bag of coffee with a sticker. Yes. So that kind of worried me a little bit. Um, but the actual flavor of the coffee, we did the whole bean option. And by the way, folks, typically when you purchase whole bean coffee versus ground coffee, if you get the same... Uh, net weight of ground coffee versus whole bean. Whole bean tends to produce more ground coffee than purchasing the ground coffee weight. I know it sounds weird to say, but it's but we actually have produced larger quantities of ground coffee uh, by grinding beans versus uh, just buying a bag uh, of let's say ground uh, coffee, so to speak. And another perk is when you grind your own coffee. You choose your ground size. Do you want it finely ground? Do you want it coarsely ground? That's true. And you also get more of the oils yes. from the beans and more of the acidity in the coffee, which, again, you to be careful with. Um, but there are some health benefits to coffee as well, so just keep that in mind. Anyway, uh, we picked up the uh, bean version, the whole bean version. So eight ounces of whole bean intense blend from Amora Coffee. Paid the dollar. No problem. Received it on December 17th. Okay. Uh, ground the bag of coffee, enjoyed a few cups of it. Not bad. Uh, bold taste, nice flavor, very, um, uh, I would say it is intense. Um, but it has almost a, a, a bold roast, 
uh, taste, dark roast taste to it. Not bad. Uh, definitely a, a nice um, wake up in a morning or if you need something in terms of a, of a pickup, so to speak. But um, nothing spectacular, though. I mean, it was an okay coffee. Not bad for a dollar for a half pound. So anyway, time goes on and roughly a week to a week and a half later, I think a week and a half later or so. About that. Um, right after the holidays, right after the Christmas holiday, I see a mysterious charge on my credit card, the same credit card that was used to purchase the $1 risk-free 8-ounce bag of coffee. And it was a charge for roughly, I believe, 68 to $70, I think, $68 and change. Yeah. Uh, uh, for a membership to Amora Coffee, a membership I never signed up for. And we never got an option to opt out of. That's right. And what was interesting with that is Christina decided to log on to um, Amora Coffee. When we attempted to log in, we were told to create an account. Well, which that makes sense because we never created an account. Yeah. Right? And then you were given a customer number of customer number one. Yes. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's not possible. That's absolutely impossible. So anyway, um, called an 800 number that was provided to us through some uh, Googling. And um, we were able to speak to a representative who canceled the uh, unsolicited, should I say, membership. Right? Uh, we did receive a box of coffee, um, but simply just uh, wrote refuse, returned to sender, and took it back to the post office. The return tracking you know, worked out in our favor. So we got it cleared up, folks. But you just have to be very careful about these things. On any free item. Risk-free yes. free or low-cost item. Yes. So uh, Amora Coffee, not bad, I will say. Uh, the experience, we were able to get through it relatively unscathed, but it was odd. It was a weird experience, and I, I've heard others have experienced the same problem with the membership issue. So, again, buyer beware here for a more coffee. Um, not a bad product, but again, I we didn't even open the box of coffee we received. So I'm assuming there were probably two bags, maybe, uh, in that particular box, and they're probably two 12-ounce bags. So for, what, a pound and a half of coffee, you're paying almost $70. Not worth it. So be very careful with that, folks. So again, if you like what you see, what you hear, please do check out all the other videos here on the YouTube channel. Uh, we rarely do coffee reviews. I hope this helps everyone out. Um, um, in terms of the Amore Coffee, in terms of the snob scale, I'd probably give it a 2 out of 5. Nothing spectacular. You're going to get the same value out of probably your commercial coffees of choice. Uh, so just, again, buyer beware. I thought we'd put something out for everybody. Um, at any rate, like I said, if you like what you see, what you hear, check out all the videos here on the channel. Give us a subscribe. It helps us out. Um, if we've helped you and, and we continue to help, please check out the Fuel Snobs podcast. If you haven't done so already, everything you're going to need is at FuelSnobs.com. Till we speak again, folks, as always, be well, never pay retail. Take care of yourself and each other. Make sure you comment, subscribe, like, etc. Take care, folks.